Hi, welcome to Anto Knows. This is episode 55 of Anto Knows. Welcome. I'm your host, Anton, and today we're going to take a visit back to Gotham City and The Batman, the brand new movie. If you haven't seen it already, turn off this podcast and go watch it. Did you go watch it? Great. Now we can talk about it and geek out about it because it is wonderful. Now, in previous Batman movies, and I've talked about them in uh, my previous podcast, they try to do like this clever balance between stuff for kids and stuff for adults, you know. Uh, some people even complain that they would rather see the Adam West type Batman in other movies. And I would say then obviously they haven't been reading the comics for a while. Uh, we've gone beyond that uh, quite a lot, I think. The Batman, which I love this quote, and I used it in my review. I, if you don't know that, I write reviews for the Amboy Guardian. Uh, is this, as Thug says, who are you supposed to be? And Robert Patterson, as Batman, says, I'm vengeance. And he has to basically change that whole idea of who he is throughout this movie. And what I really loved about this movie is that we got to see more and more of Batman and really less of Bruce Wayne because he more or less has become kind of nocturnal like a bat, basically. He, uh, the uh, Alfred Pennyworth, uh, played by Andy Serkis in this film, says to him, he, he says, you, if you don't stop this, this continues, you won't have anything left. And Patterson says to him, I don't care what happens to me. All right, so he returns. The, the Batman is uh, returning to the big screen in this film in a in a big way, but uh, like I said, it did not. This is not a kids' film. This is more or less like a murder mystery, more like a film noir. If you know what that terminology means, it's like uh, The Big Sleep or The Maltese Falcon or any of those other films you'd see on. Uh, Saturday night or uh, Sunday morning. They show these uh, really gritty uh, film noir type gangster films. Sometimes it's about ordinary people get stuck in, in crazy situations. And other times it's about people who are kind of at the end of their rope or detectives or police officers trying to solve uh, a very difficult crime. So... Basically, it's like this. A detective story is like this. It's like, so Batman and Gordon are the only ones in Gotham City that seem to be not corrupt because the former mayor is murdered brutally by this mysterious fellow called himself the Riddler. Now, let's talk about the Riddler's character a little bit. In, in the comics, in the animated series, and... In the uh, cartoons and in any of the other adaptations that have done the Riddler, the Riddler is sort of just this messed up guy who wears a green uh, outfit and he wears like a tuxedo or he wears like a uh, spandex and a mask and gloves. And he's like all mixed up and he loves to leave clues. 
he wants Batman to try to figure out who he does. Now, always his clues either have a meaning or a double meaning throughout all of his ideas. And he will say, like, riddle me this, Batman. Like, Jim Carrey did that. Frank Gorshin did that. But I would say the best interpretation of the Riddler that I've ever seen is in the animated series. Uh, there's some really good stories, one called The Riddler's Reform and the other called If You're So Smart, Why Aren't You Rich? And the fellow that played uh, Lionel Lufour in Smallville did the voice of the Riddler in this. And this, we get away from that inspiration completely. The Riddler is this dark character, and even Batman asks him, who are you? And he says, I'm nobody. Because he's just this weird guy in a green outfit. He wears like a green barber coat with a question mark he's drawn on it. And he wears a green gas mask. And he murders brutally the former mayor of Gotham City. And then he murders the district attorney. He, they have a public memorial for him. And Batman saves this young uh, boy's uh, life. And then he runs the, a car with the district attorney inside it, straps a bomb to his neck, and puts on a, um, a phone. And leaves this little... Every time there's this murder, he leaves a little note to Batman, a little... like So uh, they're inspired a lot by the long Halloween. He uses this... And he does this, and then uh, they can't find the district attorney, and then they find him there. So all these people, except for Gordon and even the former police commissioner, are working with these two rival gangster families, the Romans and the Falcones. If you ever watched the uh, show Gotham, they talk about like that. Oh, and let's talk about Colin Farrell. Now, you would say to me, if I showed you a picture of Colin Farrell in this movie, you would say, that's not him. That can't be him, can it? And it is. He is completely unrecognizable. He has all this uh, stuff on his face. He, He looks a lot fatter. He has that Roman nose that the Penguin has. They call him the Penguin. When Batman goes to say, I want to see the Penguin. And he's got this uh, ice club and inside a subterranean Gotham City type thing. And he's he's a drug dealer. And he's like a right-hand man to these uh, gangster family. He, uh, I think it's the Falcones in this. And uh, but he really he's wants to go and he wants to be a big uh, man. When he fights Batman the first time, he's like, "Take it easy, sweetheart. You're everything they say, aren't you?" And he said, "Look, Chief, I don't want any problems with you." And everything. And Batman and, and, and he appears to him first as Batman and later on as um, Bruce Wayne. He wants to talk to the Penguin's boss and everything. Let's talk about this car chase. This car chase is really crazy. It is probably the craziest car chase I've ever seen in a movie. And and there's been a lot of crazy car chases. Bullet, and uh, even in The Dark Knight, there's a really, really crazy car chase with the, with the truck chase and everything and the Joker and everybody doing that. 
This is just as crazy. So they go all the wrong way on a highway, on a bridge, and go from southbound to northbound. And Batman has this incredible muscle car that he's just pushing it through its paces. And the penguin's screaming, get out of my way, get out of my way. And he crashes through all these uh, cars. He crashes through uh, trucks and he blows up a fuel truck and he looks behind him and he says, I got you, I got you. And then he looks behind him. Batman comes through the flames and he's like, oh man. And then he just slams into him and turns the car over. A buddy of mine said, why didn't his airbag deploy? I, and that is sort of an odd thing. Why didn't it deploy? And Batman captures him. This one scene where he throws uh, him up against the wall and handcuffs him. And Gordon tried to uh, get information out of the Penguin about the Riddler's latest riddle. And, and, and he kind of helps Batman in a way. And Batman's like, oh, man, I made a mistake, you know. It, it's really, really good. And they use a lot of bat tech in this. Batman puts these uh, lenses over his eyes and so that he can see and then he could go through the footage of all the things that he's done. I love the way he uses the shadows here. So all the criminal element in Gotham, and you know how th these new revel of criminals are just people who want to like, like mess with people. So like somebody's walking through the park or somebody's walking down the street and they'll just want to punch them for no particular reason. So Batman's basically made it scary to live and do bad things in Gotham City because he even says fear is not, it's a tool. And I'm using that shadows. They, I can't be everywhere, but... They'll think that I'm everywhere. So, like, they see the bat signal and they're like, oh, man, he's out here somewhere. And it's uh, terrific. Uh, so let's talk about Catwoman. And she's great in this movie. She does a lot of action. She rides a bike really, really cool. She's involved in this car chase a little bit, too. And she's like, who are you under there? You know? And uh, she got another great line. She says, bat and cat. It's got a nice ring to it, doesn't it? And he kind of doesn't know if he should trust her. He Should he love her? Should he try to protect her? Does she have connection to the Falcones? And like in Long Halloween, which is a great uh, influence on this movie, uh, she does. She does she's not because one of them was her father. And she wants... Um, Revenge because they murdered her mother. So, and then we get a connection to the Waynes. Now, the Riddler is murdering people because he wants to get rid of people in Gotham's elite that are corrupted. So the gangsters, the former mayor, the commissioner, the district attorney, and he just kills them all one by one, and wraps them up with duct tape and, and, and kills them. So Batman and Gordon are figuring out, you know, all these clues that are double clues, double meanings. So they'll be uh, cipher and uh, cryptic meanings. So Batman also uses the skills of uh, Alfred Pennyworth here played by Andy Serkis. Always great to see Andy Serkis. He is a terrific actor. You know who he is. He's Gollum. 
in the Lord of the Rings. He was King Kong in King Kong. And you can see him as the chef there in that movie, too. And in, uh, uh, he worked with this Reeves, this guy before he's a director. He worked with him in the Planet of the Apes trilogy, playing Caesar. So here he plays sort of Gordon's, you know, sort of Batman's uh, dad. Because he says, after your family got killed, he says, I had to be... Uh, just I just me I had to be your dad I had to be everyone that you cared about because there's no one else but you and me so he he tries to have him uh, have somewhat of a normal life and then he taught him how to fight he taught him how to protect himself so he also helps him I says all oh, reminds me of my days at the circus these uh these cryptic uh, ideas and these uh, letters that uh, he's using so Batman and him figure it out to, together. So what is, what is Riddler doing? And his ultimate plan towards the end of this movie, this is inspired by a big uh, graphic novel called Year Zero. Year Zero is this. The Riddler decides that he's going to flood Gotham City by blowing up certain uh, places near all the seawall and the dam. So remember that Gotham is like New York City or London, and it's an island city. So it just, he blows up all these certain spots. He finds all the weak sections and floods Gotham City to uh, flush it out and clean it. That's his idea. So just this uh, during this big event. So finally there's going to be a new mayor and she wants to root out corruption and get rid of all these bad people that are in Gotham he uh, blows up these vans and Batman's like oh man so everybody flees just like they did in New Orleans during Katrina but that even floods so and then even worse uh, he is using his influence on the media in social media to uh, make uh, inspire all these other Riddlers to go and uh, shoot everybody with rifles. So Batman beats up all these men, and he notices that even when he offers the people a hand to uh, to uh, go and pull them out, they're afraid. Uh, beforehand, when Batman goes to save uh, a, a young guy, he saves them from this group of thugs. They... Uh, He's like, please don't hurt me. So Batman realizes I've got to be three different people. I've got to be a, de uh, a detective. I've got to scare criminals, but I've got to be a detective to use my detective skills. And I've got to use, i got to be a symbol, a hero, something that people love and trust. That, that people will say, oh, it's Batman. You know, we are all safe now. You know, there you go. So... When he fights one of the Riddler's men, they say to him, who are you? And he says, I'm vengeance. And Batman's like, oh, I've got to change that. I also like the way Patterson uses his eyes. He uh, wears this makeup over his eyes so people don't recognize who his eyes uh, are. Uh, and we see more of Batman in this movie than we do see of Bruce Wayne. And that's fine by me because, uh, as some people say that, Bruce Wayne is the mask, and Batman is who he truly is. 
okay, on the city of London. Boy, did they use the city of London a lot. This uh, turned into this dark, brooding city. A lot of things are shot at night. It seems like Gotham is always like plunged into eternal darkness and never seems to be around when the, the sun is around and so forth uh, and so on. It's pretty uh, cool. Uh, so, this is worth going to see. Oh, and now I'm going to give you a giant spoiler. When I saw that, I went, oh, man. Okay, so they capture the Riddler, and Batman finds out his ultimate plot about what he wants to do by destroying part of Gotham's infrastructure. Uh, they lock him up in Arkham, and he's freaking out and screaming, Bruce Wayne, and he's freaking out and freaking out. So he uh, he hears a voice and thinking, you know, maybe that's himself talking to himself, but it's not. It's his cellmate who's in the next uh, cell over. And he says, don't worry, you did really well. He said, one minute, you're a, uh, a top of the world, and the next minute, you're a joke. You're a clown. Does that sound familiar? And all you see is see his silhouette of his hair and then that terrifying laugh that somebody we know in the Batman universe has, right? He asks him, what do you need more of? He said, riddle me this. What do you need more of that you always need plenty of? And the Riddler is very clever. Of course, he figures it out, and he says, a friend. Yeah. I... When I said, oh, God. So, now, uh, so I would say definitely check out the graphic novels that are inspired from this, the, uh, the Long Halloween, which is probably my absolute favorite uh, Batman book. Year Zero. And if you've never read Batman Year One by Frank Miller, I definitely suggest uh, you do that. That's really really great okay uh i want to see when i left this they always say in show business leave them wanting more and i wanted more when this was over it was three hours but i wasn't bored for a minute i wanted to know what happens next that's always the symbol of a good story and what did i feel when the movie was over I wanted to talk about it more and more. I will probably, just like The Dark Knight, talk about this for uh, many months to come. So I'm sure that Warner Brothers is already in negotiations with him to with Reeves to write more, uh, another sequel, and maybe make this into a trilogy. Already HBO Max is already working on a Penguin TV series because Colin Farrell's like, I'll be the Penguin for you. And a Catwoman uh, uh, series because they both left this sort of this door open for more to see what is going on in Gotham. So we'll see like the Penguin's rise to power and then eventually what happened to him after uh, the city gets flooded and there's now you're going to take advantage of the Falcones and the Romans. All right. So it's really worth seeing. Oh, and the score. Let's talk about that score. Man, that score is really haunting. It's a lot like, uh, but it's not like that, you know, that big score that they would have, like, for Superman or from the original 86 Batman. This is very dark, very gritty. 
So I wouldn't recommend bringing the kids to this. I think they probably would be bored by this. But as adults, if you like good old-fashioned entertainment, and this will take us away from all the bad stuff that's been happening in the news lately, because we'll be caught up in the world of Batman for a while, just at least for a couple of hours, instead of worrying about all the bad stuff that's going on right now. Okay, we'll continue with our adventures here on Anto Knows, and we will probably con uh, conclude our adventures with Hanna-Barbera and talk about some of the TV specials they did and, and, of course, one of their biggest films, Charlotte's Web. I'll see you again on another Anto Knows.